Welcome back to our latest Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra podcast. We're on a bye week for Notre Dame. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm joined by Kevin Sinclair from the West Coast as always. It's an interesting week for Notre Dame because they're on the road with coaches. A bunch headed out yesterday. The rest will be out over the weekend visiting games. And Kevin, it's sort of interesting because this week is it's a bit of a moving week for Notre Dame because they can get out and see some of these guys check on transcripts, really do due diligence to see, are you a fit? Are you not? Are you having the good senior year that it looks like you are on your huddle highlights? Are you not? Uh, can I put you through a little bit of an, an eyeball test just to see if what I see on my laptop or my iPad matches up with my eyeballs? Uh, and I guess there, there are a couple different types of prospects Notre Dame's is out to see this week. You've got the major prospects whose commitment might be a little bit shaky. Let's say that you're committed to A&M, Tennessee, LSU. You know, there's nobody really involved with Oregon State. They've had a coaching change already. But there's also sort of these under-the-radar guys that fit into the having a really good senior season. Let's go out and see what this kid's all about. And that you've been sort of biting around the edges of a kid from California. Um, what? Tell us a little bit more about him. Yeah, there's a, a wide receiver, Chris Olave, out of California. Um, he's one that, like you said, fits into that category where, you know, right now, obviously, they, they're looking at, you know, their top prospects and sort of some fringe guys. And then really, you know, honing in on um, senior film, guys who are um, sort of coming on this year. And um, Chris is one of those um, really elite speed. I spoke with him recently. Um, told me that over a year ago, ago he ran a legit four five zero, and you watch his film, you can tell he's he's below that now. Um, you know, he's a, a guy who's ranked you know down below like in the thousands, but of course, recently um, on the weekend uh, received an offer from Ohio State. Tells me that he's been hearing uh, you know over the phone from uh, Michigan consistently recently. I think so. The you know the Wolverines could be next to offer. Been hearing from Notre Dame as well just recently. Looks like they're, you know, going to sit down and really evaluate his film. Um, but Notre Dame looking for that speed and um, playmaking ability for their third wide receiver. Of course, you know, Jordan Porter's there. He's getting attention from other schools, going to visit Georgia. Um, that's not one that's, you know, signed off on yet, of course. Um, also yesterday, Notre Dame um, wide receiver coach Delvon Alexander in Texas checking in on a few wide receivers that also fit that category. Um, Trey Adams, which I wrote an article, it's up on our uh, front page today, uh, out of Fresco, Texas, and uh, another wide receiver named uh, Chase Van Wagner, uh, he was a TCU commit, so uh, we're going to have more and more on that stuff, but yeah, definitely, um, you know, we've been expecting uh, Notre Dame to expand the border to a few positions, an offensive line uh, being one of those, and um, now with, you know, some situations at defensive end, that might expand, and cornerback is expanding, um, so uh, but we may see wide receiver, the wide receiver board expand. So it, definitely getting really interesting. Yeah, and offensive line is a position that we've talked about on this podcast needs to expand, and Cade Mays is a guy that is a potential candidate for that. He's a five-star guy, and the 24-7 composite is a four-star guy on, on 24-7. And you know, offensive tackle, Knoxville Catholic, Committed to Tennessee, as you might imagine, coming from Knoxville. But that is the same high school that produced Harrison Smith back in the day for Notre Dame. There's some conflicting information that we've come across. So the how firm he is with Tennessee, whether he's ultimately going to end up there, whether he's going to look at around. But he has said that he wants to visit Notre Dame, plans to visit Notre Dame. 
is he a fit for Notre Dame? I don't really know, but you got to start the evaluation process at some point. And he's, this is a kid that's been committed to Tennessee for quite a while, uh, more than a year at this point. So he might be somebody that falls under the, how do you expand your board? If you're Notre Dame on the offensive line, Cade Mays might be a guy and talking to my sources around Notre Dame, there's sort of a discussion within the staff about, do you want to take two more offensive linemen to go fill out the class with Cole Mayberry and John Dirksen, or do you, can you get away with just one? I think if the just one was Cade Mays or Nick Petit Frere, who's going to get a visit from Harry Heesan, I believe, later this week on the bye week. If that's the one, then I think Notre Dame can sort of roll with it moving forward. But he's... Mays is sort of the at the opposite end of the what are you doing on your bye week in terms of recruiting uh, to Chris Ole from California, where one is a big-time prospect you've known about for years that suddenly maybe you can get in on, and the other one is a smaller-time prospect that might be having a big-time senior year, and you can get out and sort of reevaluate him. So this is really sort of a moving week for Notre Dame. I, d- I don't expect there to be a lot of finality in terms of okay, these are the guys they're in on, or these are new names, or Notre Dame has a real sense of exactly how the board shapes out. But they should be able to put in a lot of legwork this weekend and, and pound the pavement sort of on the recruiting trail to figure out where they need to go next. And that's that's probably a good segue into our five guys. Kevin, I'll let you, you lead it off because you've talked to a couple guys uh, in the last 48 hours that are seeing their interest in Notre Dame pick up a little bit more that could maybe change the outlook at a couple positions. Yeah, there's certainly been a few. Um, last night, uh, specifically, spoke with the, the wide receiver who I just mentioned, Trey Adams. Um, you know, we've got the full interview up on the front page right now. Out of Frisco, Texas, uh, Wakeland High School. Uh, really nice size and frame at 6'3", 178. Um, you know, lower-ranked kid, but a three-star nonetheless. Um, committed to Arizona uh, at the moment. Um, other offers um, to, to mention, Iowa State, BYU, Utah, and Illinois. Um you know, Delvon Alexander was at his practice yesterday. Um, obviously, they, they can't, you know, speak in person and, and, and things like that. But he certainly took note that he was there. And, um, you know, a lot of times on these trips, they'll check, check transcripts and that sort of thing. Um, that sounded like that was not going to be an issue whatsoever. Yeah. He's a really high academic kid. And what bodes well for Notre Dame is that he wants to study business really in tune with Mendoza's school of business at Notre Dame and the strength that that has, um, you know, basically was Delvon Alexander left, sort of left the message with his, I believe his coaching staff that he's, he's on their board now and they're, they're having a look at him. I watched his film um, last night and, you know, you can definitely see why they're interested. You know, he's great frame. Um, he's kind of a college football wide receiver background. His father uh, played wide receiver at Washington state. Um, runs really crisp routes, definitely has that nice speed. He plays 5'8 uh, ball in Texas um, for a good program, and you'll see him beating what looks like quality cornerbacks out there. So um, may take an official. Just, just, you know, this is just sort of surfacing. You said he was speaking with Notre Dame in the past. Um, and then, you know, now it sounds like that there's going to be, you know, that, that connection uh, built back up. They're going to speak more consistently. Going forward is, um, you know, what the, the feeling that he got and, um, you know, it sounds like if he's, he's basically if the, the interest, if he feels it's you know fairly legitimate, uh, he's going to take an official visit to Notre Dame if it's offered to him. And um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, no question. And I'm going to be, unfortunately, the bearer of bad news or the bearer of bad news that you already knew <laughs> for my five guys. So I'm going to start with Kalen Gervin, 
One time, many moons ago, cornerback commitment of Notre Dame came out with a top six just today that didn't include Notre Dame. You can read into that what you want, but I believe that has a lot more to do with Notre Dame not including him on their recruiting plan moving forward than Kalen Gervin deciding that, hey, Notre Dame's not a fit for me. I think there's, I guess you could say maybe a mutual disinterest there. Uh, Gervin did say to you, Kevin, that he wanted to take an official for the USC game. That's not going to happen now, but... I think this is a, a parting of ways that is ultimately going to be good for Notre Dame because this just did not feel like a fit for Notre Dame in terms of the just the makeup and the profile of the kid. Um, talented for sure. I think he would have fit into the defense, but in terms of where Notre Dame moves on at cornerback now, they this is somebody that's officially off the board that for all practical purposes has been off the board for a while. So Kalen Gervin, four-star corner. He's going to be headed elsewhere, whether that's Virginia Tech, Michigan State, Oklahoma, or some of the other schools he's taking a look at remains to be seen, but uh, definitely won't be ending up at Notre Dame. Right. Uh, Sticking at cornerback, uh, yesterday Notre Dame offered um, four-star athlete Alante Taylor. They're recruiting him at cornerback out of Manchester, Tennessee, Coffee County. um, Six foot, 182 pounds, ranked number 257 overall, number nine in Tennessee. Of course, he's committed to Tennessee currently, um, but uh, looking around a bit, 23 total offers, Georgia, Florida, LSU, and Stanford, a few others of, of note. Um, so, yeah, again, yeah, offered yesterday. Um, I touched base with Elante Taylor about one week ago, uh, confirmed he'd been hearing from Notre Dame, confirmed he was interested in Notre Dame. I guess it was a situation where they're in touch in the past, um, really in tune with who Mike Elko and uh, Clark Lee are. Um, I spoke with uh, actually Derek Allen's camp and found out um, that him and Derek Allen know each other really well. Uh, I've been speaking with each other for a long time. We used to um, talk recruiting together before both of them were committed um, to Georgia and or, sorry to Tennessee and Notre Dame. Um, so it sounds like he's uh, really you know, interested in the Iris, really likes Clark Lee uh, per Tom Loy. Told, um, spoke with me about this yesterday as he got him on the phone just after he got the offer. Um, who knows all about sort of Lee and Elko's background at Wake Forest. So this is a kid that, you know, he knows Notre Dame, knows what they're about, um, knows they need cornerbacks. And um, definitely check out his film. Just this morning I was watching his uh, mid-se- uh, mid-season, you know, senior huddle highlights and some great stuff there on both sides of the ball. Um, I can imagine I could could see situations where, you know, no, regardless of what school he ends up at, um, you know, offensive and defensive coordinators sort of almost wrestling over this kid because he's really good with the ball in his hands as well. So um, looks like he's going to be planning an official visit um, also per Tom Loy um, today. I'm going to be having a look at uh, when that could be and how they could work that out. Sounds like, um, you know, probably aiming at um, – making it for a game. Not a huge trip up from Tennessee, but needs to be planned. Uh, keep your eye on this kid. Good one. Yeah, they need they need some new names of corner. That's, uh, that'd be an impressive one to have. And sort of what we were talking about in the first segment, this is a good time to reevaluate. Okay, the program you're committed to is in the tank. Maybe you want to look <laughs> around a little bit. Certainly, Notre Dame yeah. got hit with the bad side of that last year. Now they're going to sort of, I think, benefit from it moving forward. So, yes. In terms of guys you can cross off the board, I'll, uh, I'm going to double up for my second guy in our five-guy segment, go with Thomas Booker and Jason Oa. Now we can officially scratch them, scratch them, seriously scratch them, just scratch them. Thomas Booker <laughs> was probably going to get a visit from Notre Dame this week. That's not happening. 
all intents and purposes, because he's going to be committing to Stanford in short order. You know, whether that's next week or next month, I don't know. But Notre Dame is well aware that Stanford is running away with this at this point. And Jason Oa, who I and we talked about this on our podcast after the summer visit delay, lack of communication, just sort of a bit of a kind of a fiasco that might be too strong, but not a good situation. Notre Dame felt like they were kind of in it, but what we had heard is that was sort of like a 1% chance. And Jason, Oh, I, I think had sort of been, what have you been telling Notre Dame and what have you been telling other schools didn't really jive up. But at this point uh, that contact has dropped off and I think we can all cross Jason Oa off the board as much as he looked like a perfect fit to begin with. Um, that's if it's not Ohio state or Penn state, I'll be floored. Uh, the, the dude is a heck of a player and he was outstanding at Irish invasion as I was able to see in person. But uh, that's not going to be a match for Notre Dame. Notre Dame knows it. They can sort of refocus and maybe try to find another radar weak side defensive end that can be tough to find this time of year. But um, I guess if there's a good silver lining on this for the Booker Oa double deletion, it's the fact that Notre Dame's defensive line is really overachieving this year. And it looks like that position might be a little bit better on campus than we thought when the season started. So it'll be curious to see if they can sort of match that in recruiting moving forward. They certainly already have Jamie and Franklin, the Adam Ola twins. Um, it's, and uh, Jacob Lacey in the junior class. So they're, they're okay moving forward, but in terms of that dynamic defensive end, it's a little bit uh, back to the drawing board now for Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. My thoughts on that is uh, my initial thoughts on that. You know, Dalen Hayes, Julian Aquara, Khalid Kareem, the, the quality of, um, you know, their play lately matched with, um, you know, the amount of eligibility they have remaining. It lets you feel a little bit more comfortable about those guys being scratched, like you said. So uh, my last guy, Deion Smith, running back, uh, 2018 running back out of Houston, Texas, uh, sec- second Baptist, um, 5'11", 177 pounds, um, committed to Colorado, uh, earned an offer from Notre Dame on June the 3rd. Uh, it was a three-star prospect, rated 786 overall, number 40 running back nationally. Um, a few other decent offers, Iowa State, Minnesota, Northwestern, TCU, UCLA, and Vanderbilt. Um, had a good chat with him last night. Super nice kid. Um, definitely off the field. Seems like a really good fit at Notre Dame. Um, and although, you know, in July they obviously picked up a – Commitment from Jameer Smith, giving them two running backs, sort of the, the perceived number they uh, wanted at that position, um, still recruiting him. And uh, when he was, you know, the day he was offered, Chip Long was the one who offered him, spoke with him, told him, you know, he's really into his film and that. But they, uh, he definitely let him know that what might not have necessarily been a running back. They do like him at running back, but um, they like this kid as an athlete. And, you know, he's a really good athlete really good you know books really good grades from texas and you know those guys are valuable there's no doubt notre dame needs um help at a few different spots and um seems like they just sort of you know like him as an athlete as a guy that they could probably use to fill a few roles um defensive back i think might end up being where he would end up at notre dame um although we can't really confirm exactly where that would be at this moment um also of course would um give Notre Dame a bit of an insurance option of running back there as well. It's uh, you never know what can happen there. Um, but interested in Notre Dame, uh, there's sort of three schools. He's planning to um, take officials by the end of the year, visited Utah last weekend. That's one of course, Colorado being the other and then Notre Dame. So 
told me he's definitely going to take an official visit um, this fall for our game. Hasn't figured out when that'll be exactly, but he likes the Irish. And, you know, I think the main thing that he just wants to get comfortable with is just the Midwest. Hasn't been up there. Wants to see what Indiana's like. Wants to see what Notre Dame's about. Um, Autry Denson, although Chip Long offered him, Autry Denson's been um, sort of his lead recruiter by the sounds of it. The guy he's talking with consistently. Sounds like they're in touch pretty much every day. Um, you know, Autry Denson, every recruit I talk to who's being, you know, who's being recruited mainly by Autry Denson just, you know, loves the guy. He just does really well with recruits. Um, and then sort of his background in, in being a running back at Notre Dame uh, bodes really well, especially when he's recruiting these running backs from Florida. You know, he was in their shoes at some point. He did well at Notre Dame. Um, so a really great recruiter with with running backs um, specifically. So. Deion Smith, uh, I expect him to take an official to Notre Dame. Uh, interesting uh, recruit there. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm almost more interested in how that affects the dynamics of Notre Dame's numbers game and intentions at running back than I am mm-hmm. how that official might go. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what impact that has or what that maybe sa- says about Notre Dame's running back position moving forward. Because I think based, just based off this year, they're sharing the football. A lot of different guys are getting carries. I mean, they have five running backs with significant carries through six games. It's uh, it's a position where they need a bunch of guys, but they certainly don't need three guys in one class. So uh, I'm, right. I'm fascinated to see how all that shakes out. Well, that's it for this week's Irish Illustrated Recruiting Insider Podcast. We will be back next week. Believe it or not, the USC game is not that far away, and it will be probably the second biggest recruiting weekend of the year for Notre Dame in season, uh, following up on the Georgia game in September. So we will get into all that next week as our podcast returns to preview the big USC recruiting weekend. Plenty of top talent headed to South Bend, and it may be what uh, both on the field and off the field sort of gets Notre Dame over the hump this cycle. So until next week, Kevin Sinclair, I'm Pete Sampson. You've been listening to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra.